this. Nope, nope, nope. Not enough. Too much. Sure. 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 Holy shit. God damn it. <laughs> Having trouble? Well, it's just like Creative Cloud likes to update sporadically. Like it doesn't. You would think they'd have like a weekly update thing, but it's like. Whenever it feels like it. Well, just like a bunch of stuff updated earlier today, and then like both Photoshop installs on my laptop. It's like, wait, no, we also need to do an in, like an update now. Why are there two Photoshop installs? Uh, because I have always have the current version installed, and I always have the uh, last year's version installed because the current version doesn't always work the way it's supposed to. Specifically with Cintiqs, a lot of the time it the new versions always break pressure sensitivity on tablets. Mm. And since that's what I primarily use Photoshop for, <laughs> it generally is behooven to me to have a program around that will just work without me having to fuck with it for two hours before I get to work. And that's why old, old versions of Photoshop stay installed on my machine. Well past their time. Well past Fair their enough. time. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you already started recording. Well, that then that nerdy Photoshop talk can be our preamble then. Oh, God damn it. No, all right, <laughs> fine. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Dance Robot Dance. This is our 216th episode of our weekly podcast where we talk about all things nerdy and geeky from a decidedly not safe for work point of view. I am Tim. I'm going to be hosting this week, coming to you from Toronto, Ontario. And with me, I have Mark coming from St. Catharines, Ontario. Say hello. Oh, hello, everybody. Yes, from St. Catharines, Ontario. Yep. So just two of us this week. Um, we're still working on, like, you know, trying to trying to get some more people to come sit in here and there, but there's plenty of shit that we can cover in the meantime. Oh, yeah. We got lots of nerdy shit to talk about. And yeah. I just want to point out, we haven't really commented on each other's, like, failing physical appearances or anything like that as, like, <laughs> pandemic is more on. But, Tim, your hair is looking... Intense crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting a little intense tonight. I mean, I don't mind. I got this, like, I got that horrible swoop thing back and it's getting long and stringy again, which is great because I, I like looking like warmed over shit. But your hair is holy yeah. crap, man. It's, it's you it's got get, like, it's getting long. So, like, uh, I have like curly blonde hair, but like, yes, I, I never really let this is the longest it's ever been <laughs> because, like, I don't have to go into work right now or anything. So, like, there's no point in me like keeping it you know, well, well kept or anything. So, yeah. uh, Alicia, when we went camping last weekend for our, uh, for our anniversary, I had like, I brought the clippers and had her just like shorten up the sides and stuff. Cause they were getting yeah. a little out of control, but yeah, I'm just letting the fucking top go because why the hell not? When else am I going to have an opportunity? I haven't cut the top of my hair since we went in. Like I literally had just cut my hair back into like normal kind of like Caesar cut Mark, like old school, yeah. whatever, like spiky kind of thing right before pandemic hit. And so when pandemic hit, I was like, well, I'm not going to go into it. I can't, couldn't go get my haircut anymore. So I was like, well, the other haircut I just had where I just shaved the sides down super easy. So I was like, I can do that myself. Yeah. Here we are. Right. (laughs) But now it's it's been like six Six, months. Yeah. The top of my hair has not been cut in six months. Yeah. So I'm like, this is six months. Yeah. When I like wash it, like it literally, it goes down like just a a little bit over my eyes now. I can like, it's to mine covers my eyes for sure, which is just weird for me like i've never this is the longest my hair's ever been like yeah. well, i've been keeping not. the beard under control though like a lot of people have been you know been growing these like huge covid beards and shit like that yeah like, now i tried that once and like when it got too big i just i wasn't a fan 
my problem is when like the mustache and the beard start going into your mouth in your sleep is yeah. when I'm like, I got to get that out of like, yeah, I can't take it. So I, I've kept mine's longer now than it ever has been anyway, but like I keep it pretty clean regardless. Yeah. This is the most, this is the worst intro we've ever <laughs> done to this show. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure our listeners want to hear us talk about our physical appearance because they can't actually see us. Yeah, they can't actually see us. Uh, also, striking resemblance to Her- uh, Henry Cavill, I guess. We could go with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. De- definitely, yeah. And, H- Henry Cavill with stringy sure. stringy hair and a gross yeah. beard, yeah. And exactly. I, I'm, pull- I'm pulling more of like a Ryan Reynolds-y kind yes. of look, I think, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a sun-kissed definitely. Ryan Reynolds. You got that blonde yeah. going on? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely yeah. Ryan Reynolds and not, you know, Drew Carey. That's yeah. <laughs> well, what was... Oh, fuck. I was... What the hell was mine? It was uh, Nick Frost. Nick so Frost, like, yeah. <laughs> we still we still got to do that uh uh Shaun of the dead cosplay at some point together. yes well well i mean when there's a con to cosplay at <laughs> yep i had some friends actually because like dragon con uh virtual yeah. dragon con happened last weekend and a couple of my friends like they did like virtual uh costume contests and stuff like that and one of my friends won like best in show at one of the competitions for his glenda the good witch from wizard of oz like huge fucking poofy dress and everything. Was this? Oh my god! I met him right at Dragon yeah. Con. Yeah, yeah. This guy okay. does the Thranduil cosplay. Yes. And, yeah. yeah. I follow him on Instagram. Nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Always yeah, clicks like on my shit. Yeah. 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 And then my friend Celia won like the social media award for the same contest for their cosplay of Mandos, who's one of the Valar who uh, from the Lord of the Rings, uh, or I mean the from middle earth basically like one of the demigods of middle earth um it's a really cool really imposing costume she also won which she got like a honorable mention for makeup too so yeah dope so they're still happening it's just not the way they usually do anyways yeah but i meant like when we go to a con like together again (laughs) at some point in the future yeah Assuming be it, there is be a future. Dragon Con, be it Fan Expo, be it yeah, whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you don't see like you know if we if we start doing cons together and, and like you know uh, man your table or whatever together like you don't often see people man and tables that are just doing like a casual cosplay or something. So that'd be fun to do. Yeah, but like Bill and Ted, like or Shaun of the Dead or anything yeah. like that would be pretty easy. To just like sit and hang out, dressed up as yeah, while exactly. selling art and prints and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I don't have a problem with that. It would be like, I'm not getting dressed. I'm not doing like Mr. Freeze. You know what I mean? And have that <laughs> carry around a tank or whatever while I'm doing it. I got to be comfy. Yeah. So yeah. One of those like closet cosplay kind of things. But mm-hmm. Anyways, we've got, oh, my dogs are losing their minds. We've got a bunch of news today. I'm going to start off with a bunch of bummer news because it's fucking 2020. Yeah. First one is um, Dame Diana Rigg, who was in the British Avengers, the Avengers series, not nothing to do with the Marvel Comics characters. Yes. It's actually the reason why that's so oddly named everywhere, because yeah. that, that that series owns the copyright to uh, the Avengers. The Avengers, yeah. So, yeah, that's why Marvel's Avengers, and like in the UK, Avengers came out as Avengers Assemble, I think. Yeah. Because there would be a lot of cultural confusion. There was a very popular show. And, right. Oh yeah. no, for sure. I had yeah, massive cultural impact. Um, and it it, it had popularity in North America. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Sure. I watched it growing up too. So yeah. Uh, she was also a Bond girl. She was the only Bond girl to ever uh, put a ring on on yep. 007. Tracy Bond. Uh, yeah. In uh, in the 
George Lazenby Bond in Honor Majesty's Secret Service. She was in Doctor Who, and most recently people know her as Elena Tyrell, the uh, Queen of Thorns from Game of Thrones, and she was fucking amazing in that, like, just so much amazing shade that she threw there. Yeah, it's a big loss, because she was uh, fucking dope from beginning to end. Like, she did awesome shit, like, her whole life. And, like, to be just to be Emma Peel and a Bond girl is enough for of a career, but to have like that resurgence at the end and be yeah in your seventies, yeah, and be so popular as the Queen of Thorns because she was like my favorite character that every time she was on the show because yeah. it was just like she's consistently awesome. Yeah, she was just awesome the whole time, and like yeah. as that show slid off into like mediocrity or whatever at the end, she was a very bright point in those seasons that she was still there. So yeah. Yeah. Good times. So she was like 82, but uh, so yeah. ob- obviously had a nice full career. But so rest in peace, Dame Diana Rigg. The Walking Dead is finally being laid to rest. Oh, thank God. After its 11th season in 2022, the, you know, flagship walking dead series will be coming to an end that being said there's still like there's another series that's due to another spinoff series uh called world beyond that's due to premiere like in the next couple of months and there's there's still fear of the walking dead which is still going and then there's also like those feature movies with uh, andrew lincoln that they're still planning they're still making as well so one of these days all this shit will end and i'll be like then i'll decide if i'm ever going to look at it again (laughs) because I, it's a lot. It's a I've, lot. Been, I've been liking the shit that they've been doing with the whispers. Okay. And also, you know, cause Negan's still around and shit like that as well. So yeah, but that was all like in the comics and it was all part of the comics that I was enjoying, which I mean, also recently just got, it got ended also. Right. Like, yeah, it was around but this again, last year when we announced that or something like that. So, but again, there's still, you know, however many like spinoffs. Oh yeah. There's like 16 the yeah. comics too. So Kirkman's not writing anything anymore though. I don't think, right. Like he works on the TV I show. I don't, but I don't think he's doing anything because they were announcing casting for his invincible animated show. Like right. that's basically like, almost ready to launch i think so yeah i don't know if he's doing any of the other comic spinoffs because the only com- i haven't read any of the comic spinoffs the only one i've read um and, the, and this is in trades is the uh the uh, main walking dead title yeah well I, there was like some negan side titles that i would read because they were like story adjacent and like actually fed back into the main story but all the other like do they have a fear of the walking dead book there was another uh, no, book that yeah. was like it was something like fear of the walking dead but i think it was in comic form it was not written by kirk men though and i was like eh, i'm not there was like a weekly walking dead comic for a while and stuff like that too yeah and but whatever yeah. i actually i just recently got um because because it just came out not long ago the the final omnibus because i've been collecting it in those big like yeah oversized omnibus volumes and so i just got what i think is the eighth one which is the final one so i'll have to read through that in the next couple months those would be omnibuses I might not mind having at some point. I know they'll probably become hard to come by eventually, but I don't know, I guess they keep those in reprint pretty yeah, consistently. Yeah. And Walking Dead's Walking Dead at this point, so yeah, yeah. yeah no, I think you can still get the uh, even the first ones because yeah, they've been, I had, like they've I had a big chunk of the early issues of that thing in like floppies that are probably in a long box somewhere because I was picking it up month to month when it first came out. Yeah, Walking Dead number one is. One of those. Yeah, I know that one. I don't probably don't have that, but yeah, I know for sure. (laughs) But uh, I was collecting it week to week for a little while, like when it first started, just because Mm. it was like a hot, hot book. And it wasn't even just like in terms of pricing, it was like just people fucking talking about it like crazy. So yeah, just tons of buzz. Yeah. 
Another series just got canceled that is not coming back for like final seasons, uh, the Venture Brothers, uh, which has been around for fucking ever at mm-hmm. this point and has had like massive gaps between some of its seasons. It's, yeah, like been going on for like 17 years, but it's only on like its uh, seventh season was the most recent one. And they just basically announced that it's not getting an eighth season. I watched Venture Brothers. It wasn't one of those ones that was ever like, oh my God a new season's out, I need to watch it right away kind of thing, but I'd, I'd eventually get to it kind of thing, because I like it, it's fun, and, you know, it's got some fun, like, played around with, like, some fun comic book tropes, and also some of those, like, Hanna-Barbera cartoon kind of shticks yeah. and that kind of thing, so. I was never, I never got into Adventure Brothers, but I do that a lot for a lot of things, so... <laughs> Yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four got pushed back again. It was supposed to be coming out in uh in less than a month in beginning of October. Now it's pushed out to basically a Christmas release. We'll see if that actually sticks this time. Something else got pushed back too. Along was it Dune? Got no. They're suspecting that Dune might, but okay. right now Dune is is also scheduled for like I think it's November twentieth. There might be yeah. December. I thought it was like early December. Yeah, but we'll see what happens there. And then, I mean, Dune also got its first trailer this week, and I am fucking on board. Like, that, it looks real good. Uh, I mean, it's Denny Villeneuve. I I expected it to to look amazing. So. We'll have to see how the movie holds together because that's a that's a that's just a fuck it. It's a tough adaptation to do, it is. you know. Like yeah. so, well, I have faith that Villeneuve can do it, and like the visual that he seems to have struck, like every like sequence was just like really well fucking planned in that trailer yeah. to even hype me up who is just like lukewarm on dune at best you know what i mean where i'm like oh i've seen the original movie i've read the book i get it but like i don't get it get it yeah. and uh this i'm like yeah all right he did fucking blade runner 2049 he gets one freebie from me yeah. basically <laughs> uh so. and, and yeah and that's the real question that it's kind of on everybody's mind is like dune is a notoriously difficult story to adapt and yeah. very dense um, yeah. And so, like, they've, I think they've got the visuals down. It'll just remain to be seen, like, how well they actually adapt the story yeah. for a movie. I think they are doing it kind of the right way. Like, this movie is only focusing on the first half of the book, and then they're going to mm-hmm. do another that focuses on the second. Wow. So, we hope. Yeah. So. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Fucking Blade Runner 2049 got, like, all the accolades, but didn't do so well in theaters. So, no, so. no. I mean, it, I I get it. Like, it's a tough sit. Like, it's not exactly the most accessible movie of all yeah. time. And I can see the same fate befalling Dune at this point, just because, especially with people not wanting to go to the theater. Like, that's a yeah. tough sell, you know? Especially when that's probably going to be, like, a three and fucking change kind of movie. Yeah. Like, exactly. that's a long time to be sitting in a movie theater these days. One of those, yeah. like, feeling of, let's just sit here and exist in this environment for three hours. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Candyman also got pushed back. Doesn't have a release date now. It's supposed to be coming out for Halloween this year. Oh, um, just VOD that motherfucker. I want to. I, like, yeah, that, that would be something I would review and like just fucking yeah. talk up if it came out on VOD. So yeah. So it was originally supposed to come out in June, uh, and then they pushed it to October, and now it just doesn't have a release date. So that's a bummer. Yeah, I, that one I, I do really want to see. So. Yeah, and then the last bit of bummer news that I have for this week. Well, I have some other, but uh, the the other big one is is that our pats got the COVID, got the fucking Rona. Yeah, so they had to basically stop production, or probably just like first unit production on uh, on the Batman uh, while he gets through, gets over his uh, bout with the Rona. 
did we talk about like who because the rock got it too right like i don't know if we actually talked about it on the podcast but yeah we had that little spate last week where it was like the rock and batman got corona i was like yeah. fuck all right good thing rocky didn't die i'd be devastated you know what i mean yeah. like <laughs> jesus 2020 has been bad enough don't take the rock from me at this point so yeah. But uh, and then like yeah, the Batman right after too. So it's like you know wear a fucking mask, assholes. Basically, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Bat- Batman was wearing a mask, just not just like the, the right yeah. See, too. the problem is the Batman mask doesn't work as a COVID mask. They need to update the Batman mask to be like yeah, COVID full cow. Yeah, he's got to go full cow. And then that's like Nightfall. It's true. Yeah. In in better news, Mark and I were just talking about Doom Patrol before we started recording, and Doom Patrol got renewed for a third season on HBO Max, which is great because that show is fucking insane, and I will keep watching it for sure. Yeah, uh, I I just finished season two and was disappointed that what was the finale is the finale, and I'm very <laughs> glad they got a third season because it means I'll get some resolution to that and more Doom Patrol, which even though I wasn't like super, I wasn't as excited about season two as I was about season one. Season one was just just yeah. so fucking great i'm glad that they're getting to do more and it looks like they've kind of officially like we are on hbo max now not yeah. on dc universe anymore like they're starting to make that transition happen so yeah yeah so yeah well, well i mean i'm sure you'll hear from us shortly on the future if any of dc universe the app yeah. although yeah. although it doesn't fucking matter to us or anybody in canada anymore anyways because it's not doesn't exist up here but no no, um, which is a bummer because like the, the access to the comic stuff, like Marvel Unlimited, which you can access in Canada, would be quite nice. Yeah. So, next up, we got a an announcement from Nintendo on the next Legend of Zelda movie and or game, uh, and it is not you know a, a full story game, um, although it looks to have some story. It is another in the Hyrule Warriors series, uh, but it's a Breath of the Wild prequel that is set during the War of Calamity, a hundred years before the events of Breath of the Wild. So I've never played any of these Hyrule Warrior games before because previously they just seemed like kind of like tagged on and basically like didn't have any real story element to them. Yes. Whereas this looks like it actually does, you know, have some story element to it and you get to play as Link and all of the champions from Breath of the Wild. So I'm hyped. The trailer looked really good. Yes, agreed. I'm kind of on like I'm curious about this game just because I've never played like I think these are based on like Dynasty Warriors, which is a very specific kind of like big brawlery kind of thing. Yeah, that they do, and they've done this is the third Hyrule Warriors, I believe. Uh, second I don't know. or third? Yeah, it's at least the second. It's definitely yeah. not. Yeah, they've definitely done other ones before this. But yeah, no the uh, the Breath of the Wild connection made me like I was very curious. So well, I'll be on board for that eventually. Like it's just you know Nintendo costs. Like I'm not paying eighty bucks for anybody's video games right now, and Nintendo never brings their prices down. It's uh, sale time. <laughs> yeah. Still haven't played fucking Luigi's Mansion 3, which like <laughs> I was actually legitimately dying to play. Like I love the Luigi's Mansion games and the fact that like I, I don't want to pay 80 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. So like come on guys. I can <laughs> get I got Resident Evil 3 for 30 bucks this week finally. So like let's get some fucking, you know, ugh. Yeah. Anyway, this one uh, is coming out on uh, November 20th for the Switch, and uh, Alicia's actually uh, excited for this one as well. Um, yeah. Although she's never played any of the Hyrule Warriors games because she, as our listeners will recall, was not like crazy about the sort of thin story to Breath of the Wild. Um, so she's hoping that this will give her a little bit more meat on that story bone. Oh, yeah, it might. I hope so too, because it would be nice to get like 
the most interesting part, well, maybe not even the most interesting part about that game, but a giantly interesting part about that game was the past that you don't know a lot about. So I'm curious to kind of go and live in that world a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is definitely a game I'm on board for. Yeah, and I mean, there's still, I think, Nintendo's still like trying to ramp up production on the Switch just because they're still in high demand and yep. you know, flying off shelves when people are getting them and the I, the the resale prices on like eBay and stuff aren't as bad as they were but they're still inflated uh, definitely above retail price. Yeah, and there was a rumor going around about that 4K Switch again this year too. So or mm-hmm. this week, hmm. yeah, t- Nintendo was putting out something about Nintendo asking developers to make sure they had 4K assets ready. Hmm. So I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, that's that that original Switch is not gonna fucking do anything in 4K. So yeah, and then the last, I mean, sort of series I of news I had is that the live action Mulan dropped on Disney Plus, and then it kicked off a whole bunch of political shit after that. The movie itself is getting you know mixed reviews. Some people are liking it, some people aren't. The main problem is that a bunch of the movie was apparently filmed in a uh, region of China, uh, the Xinjiang region, that is where basically a cultural genocide is happening right now of a Muslim group of uh, Chinese Chinese people called uh, the Uyghur are uh, basically being like put into these sort of like re-education like camps and being like fucking told that their entire culture is wrong and that they need to adapt to society and there's like forced sterilization happening in them and disney apparently thought this looks like a good place to film a movie and (laughs) and so like they thanked this region and a bunch of their like political like leadership groups and stuff like that and the credits and then people like whoa 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 wait up and uh then like China stopped, like, started like blocking press about the movie, and Disney was just like, eh, "This is what we always do, you know. We just we thank areas that we film in, kind of thing. It's just normal." Shrug, and yeah, this movie's just been a disaster. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no interest in it either, which is the other problem. Because like, mm-hmm. oof, I don't know, man. I don't know. But no, I wouldn't have even mentioned it if not for all that fucking like just yeah, like it, it's it's been now. hitting my news feeds too, like because I all this entertainment news that we follow for the podcast and stuff, and I'm like, man, everything about this movie is just like a bad fucking look. It seems yeah. like from the get go, which is like that's got to be a bummer if you've worked like you imagine working on something like this, and then like everybody's just like, hey, this thing you put hundreds of your hours of your life into is shit because of this reason you have no fucking control over whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I just wanted to make a fucking movie. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Well, that's everything I had. Did you have anything else to add? Aside from the Xboxes have been announced officially. So you'll see November 10th, I believe, Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S, which they just announced as this smaller, more affordable version of the next gen console will be out on November something 10th, I believe. Pre-orders start on the 22nd if you pre-order a video game console. I guess not really <laughs> something I would do, but yeah. So like, I'm assuming Sony's got something ready for PS5 for this week. I'm assuming they'll be announcing pricing. All pricing came in. It's 2.99 for the Series S, and it'll be 4.99. This is all American pricing, obviously, like USD. Yeah. Uh, 4.99 for uh, Series X, which means I think they're basically gonna have to. They're, they've Sony can't go fucking 5.99 against Microsoft right off the gate. So I'm assuming both decks are coming in at 4.99 with the S series, I guess at Microsoft at 300 and whatever the digital version of the PS five reduction in price is for that. I'm assuming like 50 bucks and it'll be like a 
four fifty and five hundred dollar skew kind of thing, or maybe a four hundred and five hundred dollar skew thing. But yeah, yeah, next gen is imminent, very very soon. So yay, toys. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, we can move on to our geek of the week which is a segment of our podcast where we discuss the nerdiest things we've done in the past week or so um so mark what's your geek of the week oh man uh did you see the tony hawk one and two got re-released and remastered <laughs> i did not know i never played those original tony hawk no oh man so we i did obviously and uh yeah so they remastered tony hawk one and two and they put them out and they are awesome and I so I've been kind of bombing around. I've just finished Tony Hawk One, and I'm getting into Tony Hawk Two now. And it's uh, it's bringing me back to 1997. I think was when the originals came out, and we all bought them on PlayStation. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, it just had like a weird nostalgia trip. And like when they put it out, I was like, oh man, I like those games, but I don't know if I'd like those games enough to like buy this. But they were like, no, it's cut rate. It's like 50 bucks. Just buy it. And I was like, all right, fuck, fine. <laughs> Nostalgia got the better of me, and I was happy I did because it's a lot of fun. Also, I did finish Doom Patrol, which I've done a lot of TV. Got all my boys caught up. I, I, what else did I catch up to? I haven't fin- I haven't watched the fourth episode of The Boys yet. But I watched that today. Yeah. Uh, it was you know, I've been enjoying it so far. I wish they'd just yeah. done the dump. That's my like. I think that's going to be my big takeaways. Like this is. I think this show is more enjoyable. Like as a binge. As a binge. Yeah. I think yeah. So. So I'm probably going to rewatch it when it's all said and done. But uh, yeah, no, Tony Hawk fucking one and two was just like so much fun this week. Came out a couple weeks ago. But if you haven't and you're thinking about buying it because you have some weird like tinge that you. Oh, yeah, I remember playing those and liking them on PlayStation like 20 years ago or whatever. Yeah, they're just as fun now as they were then, even if you don't skateboard. So (laughs) there you go. Nice. What about you? Mikey of the week. I already mentioned uh, Alicia and I went camping last weekend for our wedding anniversary. and But it was also virtual Dragon Con weekend. It was the weekend Dragon Con would have been happening. And yeah. uh, Dragon Con put together a pretty impressive like streaming event uh, that had like three main tracks. One of which was like sort of a greatest hits, like previous like recorded panels from... Yeah like the last like 10 or 15 years you know ever since they've been like recording and streaming some of their panels but the other tracks were like original content like uh, they had some good talent they had like a bunch of the Star Trek Discovery cast and shit like that and including Jason and Isaac is that yep yeah yeah so i mean they did a good job of it i only watched like some bits and pieces here and there and it was only cuz uh, like i had some friends that were involved in them and so i wanted to support so like we were in the middle of nowhere but i like just popped open my tablet and like streamed streamed there and yeah. so like sit in front of a campfire and shit like that and uh, it was it was an interesting way and it was kind of cool because like you know i know it sucks that the con actually was not happening we weren't going to be able to go this year anyways because yeah. we were going to be doing like our uh, big disney world vow renewal trip but uh so it was cool getting to you know still enjoy some form of dragon con this year even yeah. though we, we wouldn't have gotten to otherwise so i don't uh, i was joking around about uh your vow renewal this week with some friends because they were like what were you supposed to be doing for like the long weekend this week? I'm like, I was actually supposed to be in fucking Disney for my buddy's vow <laughs> renewal this like this weekend. And uh I can't think of any place in the world I'd rather not be. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So fuck Florida. Fucking, right fucking Florida, yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Um, 
but so. uh, yeah, and the, so if anybody, the, there's a some of the a bunch of the stuff you can get like all the main stuff. I think you had to pay like ten bucks to get like a yeah. like, streaming membership, and then like all the all the actual content was free. But if you want to go back and stream it like on demand later, it's like ten bucks to go back and do it. But a lot of the like separate tracks that weren't part of the main programming were just doing their own shit on like YouTube and stuff like that, and then yeah. a lot of that stuff ended up getting like posted you know just free and long term so some of my friends were involved in this panel co- that was called the 60 minute silmarillion where they basically just did like a humorous like recounting of the events of the silmarillion in like 60 minutes so anybody that's like ever been intimidated by that book and <laughs> wants to get sort of the overall gist of it with a very humorous like tongue in cheek bend to it search for 60 minute silmarillion on youtube it is very enjoyable I might do that just to <laughs> get through that whole book <laughs> next day that I did or something. Because, yeah. oh boy, that is a, uh, that's quite the sit that book. It is a dense read for sure. Yeah. So, all right. With that, we can move on to our meat of the episode. Free floating ectoplasmic meat. Oh man, we're we'll doing so much Ghostbusters in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be great. <laughs> Why in the next couple of weeks? Because we should probably do like, Halloween shit for Halloween shit. We should, right? We 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 still got Batman here too, but yeah, we'll yeah do some figure something figure something out figure something out. Yeah. So in another situation, I was just actually listening uh, to our episode from like a couple months ago now, where uh, I suggested that we read Marvels and realized that like this is another episode where like Tim suggesting like that we do Mark shit pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) I like these episodes because it means I don't have to do a lot of work (laughs) coming into it. So like, so it was like, hey, let's play a game, and I was like, oh man, what are we gonna have to play? And he literally told me a game that I had just replayed like a week beforehand. So I was like, all right, I don't yeah. have to do anything, yay! So it's the it's a game that I know Mark has discussed on the podcast before. It yes. is the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, the video game, which originally came out in two thousand nine. Um, it was an Atari Games title. Well, it was published by Atari after a long, yeah. weird, protracted, bizarre launch situation. So, And, and it um, kind of shows. Yes. Well, <laughs> and so did you end up... Now, did you get the remastered version? Or yes. did Okay. There is yeah. some jank between even just like that and the, the original and the remastered version that was introduced by the remastered version. But mm-hmm. it was not also the most polished product when it came out in 2009. Also, it should be pointed out, this is a product of 2009 that we are now yes. looking back on from 2020. Later. Yeah, and yeah, so there is yeah. that. So, well, well, that, so yeah, so I played the, the remastered version on PC on the experienced level. What was your most recent playthrough? What platform? What difficulty? I played it on the hardest difficulty on PS4 on the remastered version when it just came out. Uh, So a couple weeks ago, I've played it on every console that's available for now, though. So not the remastered version. The only time I played the remastered version was on that PS4 run through. I've had the I had the original version like the day it came out, basically. Like this was a game I was extremely hyped for in 2009. And I bought it for probably Xbox 360, but maybe PS3. I have a copy of it for both now because the digital copy for Xbox was easy to get and has been backwards compatible. Mm. through this generation like the last time i played it before the remaster happened i just was going through my library on my xbox and they've done a pretty good job of backwards compatible and enhancing like up to 4k some of these games on the xbox one 
and like especially on the xbox one x and so i was like i'm just gonna replay fucking ghostbusters and i did and then like a week later they announced the remaster was coming out in six months (laughs) and i'm like well all right i guess i'll probably pick that up eventually but (laughs) so and i played it on pc once or twice too i'm sure so i think i had it on steam at one point before it fucking got taken off steam so i don't know know. that's where i was trying to look for it on and then i had to fucking get a whole new i had to get the epic game store launcher or whatever to play it and i was like i was happy that i had to get a whole new fucking (laughs) set up a whole new account and everything to buy it but yeah yeah. welcome to pc gaming in 2020 where you're like probably four stores now if i mean it depends on good old games always you like you're always using them and like steam because it's steam yeah epic game stores really fucked a lot of shit up this year yeah fucking um, Fortnite. it's all Fortnite's fault you know oh yeah well no the real problem is like they make unreal engine basically so like <laughs> that's the other thing that epic games does you can't right. just shit on Fortnite. they make unreal engine which is basically ubiquitous now yeah actually this game was made on unreal engine <laughs> so there there is a tie back to it yeah it was well, it was like the the open like the infernal engine or whatever which is part yes of one of yeah. one of think, the versions of the unreal engine i think the remaster was like rebuilt in uh unreal 4 or something like that okay. but either way it doesn't matter and uh, so well let me ask you this have you played the the switch version or like any of the nintendo versions like the wii version yeah the yeah. wii and the ps2 version were basically the same kidified version i have the P- i have the wii version yeah so on those is, is it more like are you actually like kind of holding is are the motion controls pretty good like you're at a field it, no. kind of feels the, like the motion yeah. the motion controls are dog shit but it is oh. like yeah point name the proton stream and stuff like that yeah that's kind of cool it is kind of neat, but it's yeah. it's still it, it's not as good. It like it doesn't even work as well as Metroid Threes did, basically. Mm-hmm. Which was I Metroid Three is probably the best example I can give of a first person shooter that you would want to play, or like Twilight Princess or something like that, playing with a Wiimote kind of thing. It was kind of, it was actually kind of similar to the Twilight Princess first person kind of like how it was just a little slow, like didn't mm-hmm. quite fit the way you wanted it to do. Whereas I don't know, sometimes the Wii Mote was great, sometimes the Wii Mote was. <laughs> not so yeah. i don't know that was not a version i spent a ton of time with i was obviously i'm graphics horror guy so i was like Ugh, just let me play it in fucking 1080p on yeah, yeah <laughs> on my xbox or playstation or whatever so with a real controller for the love of god <laughs> so mark what is the plot of this video game oh sweet jesus oh I don't. I hate that I did this to myself. <laughs> I thought you would love to be able to like recount basically a fucking third Ghostbusters movie, and it is a third Ghostbusters movie. I'm just trying to remember how it started because I didn't actually replay it before we did this episode. I was kind of so this is going to be a fun like I'm making this up as we go along. I think it starts. You start in the at the museum. There's a little cutscene, and it you get there's like an ecto wave or something like that, a sigh wave of energy as like Alyssa Milano's character runs by or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the Ghostbusters get hit by it. Alyssa Milano's character, who is named Alyssa. Yeah, yeah, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> There's a funny story about this game too, where like uh, I guess the the developers called Sigourney Weaver to ask if she would reprise her role, and like they, she just said flatly no, thinking <laughs> that like nobody else would show up, not knowing that this was like a you know Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Harold Ramis like project that they were doing. So they she basically shut them down. Like, I'm like, why did nobody make another call? Why would like Dan Aykroyd not get on the phone? Like I like Alyssa Milano. Don't get me wrong, but like, why would somebody not get on the phone? Like one of the real people like, you know, yeah. Dan Aykroyd, Harold Dan, Ramis Bill or, yeah. or Bill or anybody like that and call her and be like, Hey, no, seriously, we're actually doing this thing. So like <laughs> maybe come aboard and like do a Ghostbusters reunion with us. I guess that's the only weird part about this game for me is that it's not 
Sigourney Weaver in there. So Alyssa Milano's character is what's her? Yeah, it's Alyssa, and we find out later that it's Shandor, but like that, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> and the Ghostbusters get hit by the wave, so they go. Do they just get called over to the? You get called to the Sedgwick, the Sedgwick in the first yeah, because yeah, so basically the training is Slimer. Yeah, so you start off by having to go chase down Slimer, who's escaped from his little containment box where they keep him as like a pet, which <laughs> is kind of like the cartoon, but not yeah. really. Whatever. Um, then you can go talk to Vigo too, which I fucking love. And they got fucking oh. Max von Sydow yeah, to, to do that like, voice. Yeah, how do you so. get? How do you get Max von Sydow to do a fucking? cameo in a video game because you had to call him on his iphone and he's got to do like six lines and you're harold <laughs> ramus i guess right like if you're harold ramus i bet you that call's a lot fucking easier to make than it is if you're <laughs> anybody else but like yeah again these this is harold ramus and dan Aykroyd calling you you're probably gonna say yes right so there you go <laughs> yeah so you go chase down slimer and then you have to go to the because he escapes so everybody's assuming that he goes back to sedgwick so you go to sedgwick and deal with the something at the sedgwick i think that's where you the fisherman dude fisherman oh yeah so crack. you fight the fisherman dude <laughs> which is like which is fun so you get to like kind of what's fun about this game is they kind of take you to all the environments from the movies and stuff like that and you get to kind of relive certain parts and- yeah and you get to explore more into that kind of stuff so you go to the sedgwick and then you end up at jesus like you end up at the museum and you end up at the library the library, which there's a big section of the game, which is actually my favorite section of the game is the library section. So hunting down the gray lady and yeah, from who is the first ghost they encounter in the first movie, and they give her a lot more backstory and plot and stuff like that. So like the plot of the game is that I believe Evo Shandor has returned from the dead, kind of, and is possessing somebody to manipulate all this to happen. Is kind of the basic point Pretty of much. it, and and he's he's running like this Gozerian cult. Yeah, and there's, I mean, the Gozerian cult, yeah, that ties right back to the original movie. They talked yeah. about the cult being there and stuff. So, like, you get to see stuff of, like, of the cult. And they're setting up some system. It's so video gamey, like, where you got to go to certain checkpoints and, like, open up a key and stuff like that. Yeah. And he set and, up, like, shut, shut down the different nodes of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. So, they give you tons of great Ghostbusters, like, Exospeak and stuff, too, right? Like, there's all this, like, Ray spouting off yeah. real Dan Aykroyd paranormal insanity which yeah. is fantastic. So the Ghostbusters are basically tasked with like having to stop Evo Shandor from like bring, cause like, I think using black slime basically to like bring, bring the ghost yeah. world into the real world. Pretty yeah. And then he gets to become the destructor form because Gozer failed him basically. And you get to fight stay puffed at the beginning of the game and stuff like that. I'm explaining this horribly. I'm realizing <laughs> now like, cause the plots like it's a video game. So I'm like the plot, what, what the fuck's the plot of a video game? You go around, you shoot ghosts, you fucking capture the ghosts. It's the best fucking thing you ever did. But yeah. I guess there's a story in there, but yeah, it's basically just like Evo Shandor has come back and he's become the bad guy for this third ghostbusters movie, which is kind of what this is just video gamified because his, yeah, his great, great, great granddaughter or whatever is there. And like, that's his bloodline. So, he's going to use her blood to do stuff <laughs> ghost things i don't know it's a ghostbusters thing i don't well, know he was using her to like reopen those yeah uh, sort of those reopen those, the uh, portals, portals and stuff and the man- yeah mandala yeah so and it ties back into all the stuff that happened in the first two movies and all this kind of stuff and basically it's his own tale but it's fun you get yeah. to meet peck again and stuff yeah which is great yeah, I don't know. you're led to believe that Peck is like the big bad, but it, and he ends up just being a dick again. Yeah, because he's just a dick, and that's basically <laughs> what Peck is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it ends up being because like it's Brian Brian Murray, right? Like it's his brothers, the the mayor who is voiced by Brian Murray ends up being Evo Shandor, 
Yeah. Who was possessed by evil Shandor. Yeah, Brian Doyle Murray, who listeners, I mean, was in a ton of stuff, was both related to Bill Murray and not related to Bill Murray. Like, he was in uh, Caddyshack and... Yeah. Fuck. Uh, he played the boss in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And, That's right, he did, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's in, like, basically every Bill Murray movie, though. So, yeah. there's that. Yeah. Because actually, in Ghostbusters 2, he's a psychiatrist in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, right, yeah. I, so, so, I knew it was like a different guy than they had playing the the mayor in the original Ghostbusters. I think that dude's dead. But like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'd assume so. He's fucking old, right? Like, yeah. who knows? <laughs> Either way. Yeah. So, yeah, you end up so you're just basically saving New York from the same threat that you were saving it from from the first movie, basically. But you yeah. play the role of the recruit so that everybody gets to be around you and you get to get bagged on by Venkman for well, about eight hours. It's good times. <laughs> yeah, really. All right. I think I think that's a, a fair rundown. I mean, like, it's pretty rambly, shitty rundown of it, but like, you <laughs> that's know. That's what we do. Yeah. If I wasn't an idiot and remembered that I did this to you guys, I would know that somebody <laughs> was going to be do this to me and it would, have, would I prepared better. But like, I guess I could have just read the top of the fucking like TV tropes page, but <sighs> reading. No, I think that's fair enough. So in terms of top level thoughts for this game, it was a fun game. I had, a, I enjoyed it. It definitely, it felt like a, I was playing through basically you know a third ghostbusters movie for sure and like an old school ghostbusters movie like it had very much that tone i was a total nostalgia bomb so like it did have some jank here and there like you could tell that parts of this game were made on like a fucking shoestring oh yeah but if you're a you know a big enough ghostbusters fan then probably just overlook that that yeah mostly this is like one of my favorite games based solely on the Ghostbusters side of it. And and that like it plays fine. It plays completely serviceably 10 years later even. It's a Gears of War clone technically. Like it's an over the shoulder shooter, third person shooter, I should say. And like it plays completely serviceably. It's just there's yeah, like hit detection can be wobbly. You know, you can die for like no fucking reason, not even seeing the thing that killed you because, <laughs> you know, that kind of shit happens. You know, it's just it it is a product of its time. It's very much an Xbox 360 PS3 era video game. Yeah, like everything looks really good still. Like I was actually surprised by the remaster that like, I'm like, oh, it actually still graphically looks OK. Like it doesn't look like complete dog shit yet. I'm, su- I'm sure that'll happen eventually, but <laughs> No, the environments and stuff like that are are really are good, and like the they do a really good job on the ghosts and stuff like that for sure. Well, it's like Ghostbusters is a franchise that's made for video games. It's kind of disappointing that they haven't done more with it in terms of video games because it feels like something you could do. Like you could make a fun, like almost simulatory kind of game that involved this same gameplay. Yeah. That was just like you have to like manage this business, and here's oh, the storyline. Like go such a good VR game. Yeah, oh yeah absolutely like even if yeah a vr game would work i was even thinking of something like with a small map like a gta ish small map where it's like you get yeah. called and go do a call and like you know get called go do a call and like oh shit ghosts in the street go fucking fight the ghosts in the street that kind of That's, stuff that but, was like, what like the uh ghostbusters like the game that came out with the actual movies back in the 80s like i had that. yes i could never yeah. fucking get past like oh the man second level of it because it's damn near impossible so here's the question like what other ghostbusters video games have you played in the past that one I, I played, and it's one of those ones that I should probably download, like a, a an emulator oh, of, and yeah. play. Yeah, I'm playing on an emulator now. Play um, the Sega like version. A, the NES version is garbage. I, I was playing mark. like a Commodore version or something. Yeah, I was gonna like say. That. I think the Commodore is the original version, which yeah. is like the best one to play. The NES version is a fucking pile of garbage. So, because <laughs> I had that cartridge, oh, it's terrible. 
I don't think I've played any other like console or PC Ghostbusters games, but like I've definitely played a few of the Ghostbusters like arcade games that have been made over the years. I don't think I've ever seen a Ghostbusters arcade game, but so yeah. you're talking about like having like a simulator one. There is one that is basically like one of those like those Terminator style. Like there's an actual fucking like gun. Oh, like a gun, like yeah, a, okay. yeah, like a proton thrower that you like get to man and like capture the ghost kind of thing it's it's like yeah like one of those like terminator or like jurassic parky kind of games or something okay like that. fair enough um that, that was uh, i played that in a couple like a you know dave and busters kind of situation or whatever and it was pretty fun and then i've definitely played a few ghostbusters slot machines as well <laughs> oh yeah i mean like when we were in vegas like whenever <laughs> that was a couple years ago i definitely played like two or three different like really cool ghostbusters slot yeah. machines there's some, uh, there's, there's some really yeah, that, neat that, ones. That really big one is fun. Yeah. I think I was actually sending pictures of those out to the dance robot dance chat as I was wandering around the Vegas yeah. floor. Cause I was like, Oh shit, ghostbusters. And there's a, like, an awesome Batman 66 one yeah, also yeah. that I played while I was there. So yeah. Okay. That's cool. Cause I, I like, I, I'm such a ghostbusters nut. I played basically like anything you put in front of me that has that logo on it. Um, <laughs> whether they be good or bad. Like I played all the Sega games, all the fucking NES, like Nintendo releases and stuff. And this is the first time I was like, Oh wait, they got it right. Like it feels like, I'm actually, you know, firing a proton stream and capturing a ghost and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's what I like the most about this game at the top level is that it just feels like the gameplay feels like what Ghostbusters should be. You know what I mean? Like you're fighting ghosts and you're capturing ghosts and they make you do that. It's not just like, oh, you shoot things until they blow up. That happens sometimes. But like a lot of the gameplay revolves around like wearing a ghost down until you can toss the trap and actually doing the whole trapping sequence, which is like so nerdy. But like, I love that. Oh, they did such a good job. This video game exists so that you can do that kind of yeah. thing. Like it's so much fun. The only thing all, I wish you could do all those visuals and like the, yeah, the sound, the sound, the yeah, and everything yeah. feels right and like plays the feel right. of having to drag the fucking ghost like into the middle of the middle of the trap stream and everything. And yeah, yeah. The only thing you don't get to do is drive the fucking car. I really wish you get to drive the car. That yeah. bums me out. They get to hang around the car a you lot. Want GTA Ecto One. Yeah, man, I want to drive around <laughs> with people getting out of my way while that awful siren plays like all the time. Like, let's do this thing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I yeah, I love this game. <laughs> when you're talking about that that original Ghostbusters game too, uh, the fu- this this game is full of fucking Easter eggs, including yes. the 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 clear screen text for that original 1984 game, which shows up on the screen of the computer in the firehouse. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of cool little shout outs to like other Ghostbusters media in here. Like you can, if you're looking around in the firehouse, you can see like a PKE meter. That's like the cartoon design and stuff like Mm -hmm. that is just sitting on the table. And like, I mean, obviously we we shouted out that Vigo is just like there basically. And you can talk to him and he he just fucking like talk shit at you. Yeah. And he just like gives you shit and stuff. You can go up and down the stairs and like slide down the fucking pole. Like Ray did. You know what I mean? Like you can do basically everything. It's so much fun. So, yeah, yeah. Like Lewis isn't in the game, obviously, but like you have his little desk there and everything. Yes. And did you see that Rick Moranis is in that commercial with Ryan Reynolds? Did, did you see? Yeah, that? yeah. I was. It, I just watched it just to see Rick Moranis again. You know, I, I was too. like nostalgia. I was like, oh, I'm never <laughs> gonna buy this cell phone service, and I don't really like whatever. But like, oh, it's nice to see Rick Moranis just showing up and just doing things. I got pissed off because like people were 
saying like, oh, this is Rick Moranis' like big return to, you know, in front of the camera. And I was like, fuck off. He did that like prop culture thing like a couple months, like, well, like last year or something like yeah. that. And like he's been doing stuff for when well, he did uh, that Goldberg's cameo as uh, Dark Helmet. Yeah, uh, I think too, yes. like a couple years ago now as well. So like, it's not like these are the first time you've ever seen this guy in the past like yeah. twenty years. Like, don't just because Ryan Reynolds fucking did it doesn't mean that it erases <laughs> those other fucking instances. Yeah, I'm wondering though if he's going to show up in the new movie now. Like, I'm I'm curious if you would act like if they called them to be like, hey, we're going to doing this thing and everybody's showing up. Well, I hope you so. want to. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Let's see. So, uh, I mean, obviously, you you have a big soft spot for this movie. What is it that that you love about this movie? It, you did. You already said like, and I agree that it does a really good job of just like simulating of being a Ghostbuster simulator, basically. Yeah, and and that's. I mean, a lot of my favorite games tend to do that, and that's kind of what it is. It's a strong gameplay loop. Like the core gameplay loop is really just like you get to chase ghosts down, shoot them, and trap them the way Ghostbusters would, which, I mean, sounds ridiculous, but. I'm on board for that basically all the time. So like I, when I was five, my teacher told me that I couldn't be a ghostbuster and I fucking was not happy with that teacher. You know what I mean, like I actually wanted to do this as a job. I was on board. Like let's go. That was ghosts. Like, when, I, when I grow up, I want to be a ghostbuster. Yeah, man. Yeah, basically. And now that I like this video game, let me do that. Kind of. So, yeah, oh, it definitely does feel that way for sure. Like again, it's, it's immersive in like all of all those like, classic sound effects and stuff like that in your yeah ear, all the music and cues and like music it's the it's the uh the voice actors are all like it's all the, the right voice actors except for you know sigourney weaver missing in that support role but like i mean uh william atherton came back to play peck yeah and like i mean you you know brian doyle murray's voice from like everything so like it all yeah. feels familiar on top of just having you know like it's nice having dan Aykroyd, harold ramus and like Bill Murray and Ernie Hudson's Hudson. voices being there telling you because it's out like age voices don't age the same way and you can do enough to voices. They, it just sounds like them from the movies. Right. Yeah. So as they're busting your balls, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just hanging out with like the Ghostbusters and like shooting at ghosts and shit. Like, this is fun. Like, I like this. Yeah. So Harold Ramis is the only one where like you could tell in the voice a little bit that he oh, yeah, aged yeah, a lot. Yeah, and yeah. that's also because he well, him and Dan Aykroyd both put on a bunch of weight after this. Um, I, I guess they all, they all did, but did they yeah. not smoke also? So I don't either way. But he was the only one where I was like, okay, I can tell like he's, you know, his voice. Yeah, he's a little older. Seen better days, but all the others were like spot on. Yeah. So like I yeah, that, that's a lot of the fun of it. And then you're just like, it's a Ghostbusters story, right? So you're like, you're going around and like doing Ghostbusters stuff. Like you want to fight the gray lady and like you get to put on the PKE meter and like wander around and look for ghosts and shit. Like that's like, that's what you wanted from this game. That's exactly what this game delivered. And like, did it do more than that? Maybe yeah, a little bit, but like <laughs> it really locked that core loop of the gameplay, which I think was really important to it. So yeah that's what i really like about this game other things like i just like the performances of all the guys i think it's actually like if you're going to do ghostbusters 3 this is not a bad story to do like i actually have no problem with the plot of this even if they were to like make a movie out of it i wondered about that like because i know that there's been stories floating around for years in terms of what the third movie would be and there was all this talk about it being like a hell on earth kind of situation and this feels very much like that so i wonder like i didn't see anything but i wonder if this is basically you know 
what the you know original Ghostbusters three script. I they just, just said like, all right, we're never going to get this movie made, so let's just fucking yeah. adapt it into this game. I feel like that might actually be what kind of happened because like Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis did write the script for this game, so like yeah. it probably came from an idea of that. And like they, he has said in the past that the game was the third movie, basically, as far as he was concerned. Yeah. Well, like at the time that it was released, um, that's what he said basically. So, yeah. which like works fine for me. Like it works perfect. Like it it closes the loop on the whole Gozer's thing. Like all that plot thread that they left dangling at the end of the original Ghostbusters is tied up fairly succinctly by this. And yeah, for better or for worse. Like, do you need to have that? Like, I would love for it to just be like a completely original. Like, we're going in a completely different direction kind of thing. But eh, you know, yeah. go back to Gozer and Evil Shandor and like close the loop, and everybody gets their nostalgia giggle and. You know, they probably made a couple hundred million dollars <laughs> releasing this game 15 times now. So, yeah, well, that side of the things like it's definitely going that hard into the fan service nostalgia kind of thing, like is definitely a double edged sword. There's a bunch of people that it'll really work for. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you and I are probably amongst those people, you know, because you do revisit so many like familiar locations and you're like fighting some of the same ghosts and bosses and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really mind because I have so much nostalgia for those movies as well. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't have as much nostalgia for those original movies and like you were you, you watch those and then played this, you'd be like, it's just the fucking first movie again, pretty much. Like, why? Yeah. Why? Why did you couldn't you come up with something original? Yeah, but you could say that about the second movie also. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, because it is basically the same movie over again. I mean, it has different characters in it, but the plot is exactly like it's almost to the minute when you watch it. It's kind of scary. Yeah. But I don't know. Like. What did you expect from Ghostbusters? <laughs> really, you know what I mean? Like that first movie is just like its own thing almost. You know what I mean? Like I think people expecting that magic to happen in a sequel or anything like that. It's it's almost like it's just never gonna happen. You know what I mean? You're never gonna catch that lightning in a bottle again. It's just gonna be derivative of the original eventually. And like I think if you're gonna do that, yeah, you know, play the nostalgia up, get the nerd like get the fanboys, you know, rev their engines and build it and they'll come, basically. And we did. A couple times now, because like yeah. I've bought this thing like six times. <laughs> yeah, at least three. And yeah, you're talking about the the voice acting is definitely one of the be- the, the the cast and the actual like writing and acting itself is definitely yeah. one of the parts that really makes this hang together really well for me because um, it really does feel like you've with the exception of like you can tell that everybody's uh, recording their stuff separately and then they're trying to make it kind of mesh together later yeah. rather than having that more like organic like people talking over each other and like cutting each other off and kind of thing yeah. that you get so it, there's still banter it's a little bit stilted but for the most part it works for yeah me. yeah if you're like familiar with video game like stilted video game banter it, yeah. it feels pretty familiar and like it's better than most of the stuff you would have gotten at the time, especially. And that's why I'm thinking like going back to 2009, like obviously you're a bigger gamer than I, but I can't recall any game at that point that would have had this fucking impressive of a voice cast. Oh, like in terms of like the actual cast. No, I mean like this was a big deal having like Bill Murray fucking voice character in a game. Like, I mean, fuck Bruce Willis did a fucking game in like 1999 so like big name actors have come back and forth like actually Christian Bale does the voice of Batman in the Batman Begins game in 2005 so like oh. it happens but like, I mean when but that's come just up. like one dude right like yeah. here they got like all the original guys yeah. they got Annie Paz they got William Matherton yes they got like Alyssa Milano to come in and do a fucking like new character and shit yeah I uh, know like in terms of that this is the first time I remember like yeah having like basically an all-star cast on a game yeah 
it's like basically like the the movie cast has come back wholesale and done it. You couldn't even get the cast of the Buffy TV series to show up and do the fucking Buffy video games that were coming out like contemporarily with the series. You know what I mean? Like That's they were Xander working on this. Always in fucking like rehab or jail. Well, no, uh, it was just because Sarah Michelle Geller had good agents. Basically, is why that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Or better agents than everybody else, because I can guarantee you that that is a impersonator doing the Buffy voice, and it is not <laughs> an impersonator doing anybody else's voice. Sarah Michelle Gellar, better agents than the rest of the cast. Is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I, I yeah, they, you couldn't have done this game with impersonators. So like, I'm glad they didn't even like that was never an option. I don't think. Yeah. But and everybody shows up in terms of the voice yeah. cast too. Like Bill Murray is the one we've we've talked about. Like sometimes you get Bill Murray there for the paycheck, and sometimes you get Bill Murray who's here to fucking play. And this was Bill Murray, like yeah. who was clearly having fun getting back into Bankman's shoes and yeah. playing that like you know kind of smarmy romancer type guy again. And and I think he did like a bunch of. Uh, it sounded like he did some extra stuff as well like i think he did several it sounded like he did several of the their like, like background like npc oh like the npcs and, 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 stuff and like used that. some npcs and stuff too yeah yeah yeah, yeah probably he's like some like i bet you it was a new experience for him i don't know i can't talk to any of this because like i have no actual idea but like i'd imagine he's never done a video game before and he was probably like oh this is fun i can get to play like this character again and then you're gonna animate it over here and wait can i do other voices like can i make up funny shit because i'm bill murray and can just yeah. do that you know what i do the way like other people breathe air you know so <laughs> yeah i guess if you have him there voluntarily being like i'm gonna i want to be the guy in the background telling the ghostbusters that they fucking suck or whatever you'd be like yeah we'll record that for you mr bill murray you know yeah so yeah what else i think it the game does a really good job of hitting that creepy and spooky but not terrifying vibe that the original ghostbusters movies does and that's a that's a tough line to walk yeah, uh, and I mean, obviously, having Ramus and Ackroyd involved helps you hit that for sure. But yeah, no, it's always fun when they do Ghostbusters right, and it does play the horror like horror, and it does play horror like video game horror plays itself. You know what I mean? Like it does a lot of like screen tricks, and it it fucks with you a little bit, not to the point where you're like pissing your pants like you would in a Silent Hill game, which yeah, you know they can get to you. But like it's more like I likened it actually it's it's funny cuz like we've been talking about control a lot but I feel like the tone it's kind of the same kind of thing where it's just like it's just creepy enough where you're like I'm off put mm-hmm. but it's not so creepy that I'm like I can't play this by myself basically you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. so it hits the right sweet spot for like oh it's foreboding but it's not like I'm too scared to fucking move <laughs> yeah exactly and you shouldn't be cuz you're a ghostbuster you have a proton pack what like that's what I love about this franchise it's like all the stuff that you're supposed to be afraid of right in real life you should be afraid of ghosts and demons and shit these guys walk into it with fucking ridiculous super science strapped to their backs and are like <laughs> fuck it we got it yeah with un- unlicensed particle accelerators trapped yeah out. like they're just they've got neutrona wands they're just firing fucking proton streams out of they're just <laughs> willy-nilly that's cool. one of the things like i liked every time <laughs> that they would introduce like because you know they do like the classic video game like we're gonna yeah, here's the other like, weapons, additional yeah. weapons and stuff like that and some of them are stuff we've seen before like the slime uh slime tossers yeah. but then there's also like boson darts and the meson cannon and that sort of thing and and those ones are i like how they introduce them where they're like especially if you actually click through and read like 
what they do and like how you know clearly dan Aykroyd has been sitting there like yes. writing out like this is exactly how like this would would work and shit and i swear to god it all reads like dan Aykroyd's like yeah. actual r- ramblings too you know what i mean so it all it all tracks to the ghostbusters world very nicely yeah. as you're reading through all the entries like describing what this that and uh, the other thing does to the ghosts and like yeah. just like psychokinetic dispersal and all this other crap that they fling out there actually and you're like yes i am on board because it sounds right it sounds yeah. like dan Aykroyd crazy being put into my eyeballs and that's what i want in the so. same way that like the tng like techno banter you know always yes. just, just sounded right because they had yeah. like some nerd there that was like in this universe this is the way this science works and yep this is the way that yeah the, the you know tachyon particles would do this kind of thing it's like it's why is it so hard to find that one nerd to just do that for <laughs> yeah. you on all your because sh- like it makes the difference to certain people and that certain person is me well, it, help, it helps the immersion, right? Like, yeah. that's the sort of thing that even if you're not conscious of it, if something, somebody, like a character says something that's not quite right, then it, it just makes you feel a little bit off, even if you're not conscious of it. And then, yeah. like, it takes you out a little bit. Yeah. But I liked it because, like, everything, like, even art direction wise, like, it's got that kind of 80s dot matrixy screen look. Like, everything looks like it kind of would because it's supposed to be set in like 91 i think yeah two years two years after ghostbusters 89 yeah so that would be yeah so 91 thanksgiving weekend 1991 so yeah like everything looks kind of age appropriate and stuff like that i mean obviously it's ghostbusters a little bit nicer and all that other stuff but it's like yeah i don't know everything works together to kind of give you that whole ghostbusters feel (laughs) and then all the other like characters are like uh, do we actually know this works? Like, no, but I, we'll, we'll try it. And fingers crossed. And we. My, my, the best part is that like they give they gave it to your character, right? Like your trainee, <laughs> and like they make an explicit point of not giving you a name because like the last guy died probably <laughs> experimenting yeah, with this exactly. shit. So like I don't like, want to get attached give... to this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh. like we'll just we'll just give him all the experimental shit and like fingers crossed kind of thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which yeah. is funny because they give you all those extra toys, and I'm really like, I if you had not given me anything, maybe give me the slime blower for like a level. But if it had just yeah. been like proton stream and trap, I'd have been like for nine levels, I'd have been like, fine, don't yeah. care, I don't <laughs> want to fuck around with anything else. I just want to shoot the proton stream around. I'm yeah. good with that. <laughs> I just want to make that noise. <laughs> like that's all yeah. I want. So <laughs> I know, yeah, that, those and that's the like the fucking sound design of the movies and transferred to the game is part of what makes it because yeah. feeling like you are actually in control of the. Pro- Proton stream. Well, as in control as you can ever get of the proton stream. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, one of my favorite features of the game, it's not anything that actually does anything except for, like, kind of thing achievements and stuff, but it it keeps track of how much damage you're doing to the environment you're in, Mm. which is, like, such a Ghostbusters thing to keep track of. (laughs) But there's a little tally. Dollar amounts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you dollar amounts of, like, how much damage you cause to the environment as you're just, like, blasting through walls and shit. And for a while, I was thinking, like, why am I getting credit for this? And then eventually I thought, like, Wait a minute! They're fucking billing the city yeah. for every bit of like damage yep. and everything that they're doing. <laughs> so this is so that's why they're getting this money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that's that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah. They're accounting. <laughs> it's all accounting. It's that's yeah. that's Rick Moranis's contribution to this game is to make sure the accounting was done properly. Yeah, it's Tully. Yeah, yeah it's Tully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That I I'd love to like even just 
little bits of of environment where they're in the graveyard or central park which turns into a graveyard walking around in the rain and they start being like uh have we ever tested these in the rain and egon's like uh that's what you're doing right now (laughs) (laughs) do you feel any burning or or painful tingling (laughs) it's like no but if i do i'll let you know (laughs) yeah basically yeah (laughs) and all that like wing and a prayer kind of stuff is just i mean that's that's just ghostbusters humor to a t exactly right like it all feels right so i don't know yeah. I, was, I i'm very on board with this game like even the remaster which like introduced some like kind of interesting jank so what's what's the difference mainly between the original version and the remaster because i only played uh, the remaster. basically they stripped the multiplayer out and some of the kind of extras and stuff like that and redid everything at 4k so like all the textures have been replaced at like with 4k textures which are all just upsampled basically but bigger textures and then I think some of the engine was rebuilt from like because it's they're in different consoles, right? So it's it's either an emulation layer or something has been they have to rebuild the game to run on the current gen. So I think it was mostly just like kind of upping the graphics a little bit, and that's about it. The reason why I say it introduced some jank is that like it's just like transitional stuff. Like you can tell the rendering changes like in camera cuts where it probably didn't in the original kind mm-hmm. of thing. So it's nothing like drastic or anything like that. It's just like a shoddy port job, like a cash in port job, basically. Like it functions, but like not as well as it could. Plus just some frame rate issues I noticed in the remaster that maybe were present in the console original, but like it's hard to say because the performance levels of the Xbox 360 and the PS3 were never great to begin with. Yeah. At like full res. So, like, you'd always get frame drops and shit, like, and it would dip way below 30 and shit. But, like, I noticed that it was still even choppy on my PS4 Pro in the remaster. And I was like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, that's, that's, this is definitely a software issue, not a hardware yeah, issue. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Well, it's even like I, I loaded the PC version up again on my current rig, which is so ridiculously overpowered for this, like, piece of software. And I was still getting some, like, weird frame rate jank. And I was like, yeah all right, this is just like a shitty port because there's like there's 64 gigs of RAM and a fucking 2060 Super (laughs) in here trying to run it at 1080. Like it's not, no, it's not, shouldn't be chugging at all. Yeah. At all. And it was still kind of chugging. I was like, no, software issue. Either way. So in terms of the multiplayer on this game, like I can't imagine playing this game in a multi, I guess. So would there be multiple like rookies or interns or whatever? Or would yeah, like- you were, it was, it was all rookie. I'm trying to remember. I only played it a couple times because it, it didn't strike me as like super fun. What, what was the multiplayer? I think it was like trapping ghosts as a team was basically what it is. Like so it was in waves of ghosts. It was just no, like a no, multiplayer. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, it's like a multiplayer mode, basically. Okay. I can't like I, like I said, like I only played it when the original came out, and that was in two thousand and nine. And I'm not a big online gamer because I don't like people, so <laughs> I'd rather just play by myself. Especially not gamer people. Yeah. Your typical yeah. gamer people. <laughs> yeah. No. No. So. Okay. The one thing in this is like, I'm, you know, that nerd that likes to like do all the collectibles and shit like that. And that was one of the things I appreciated about this was the little collectibles and that they weren't just like superfluous, but that they did like some of them were callbacks to other Ghostbusters properties. Some of them gave you little bits more of, of the stories of the story of this game as well. So like, I appreciate games that do that. Like you can just like fucking power through and just blow through the game as quickly as you want kind of thing. But if you take the time, you can appreciate it on a different level and like 
learn more about the story and like the peripheral characters and stuff like that and like every ghost that you uh tag with the pk meter has like a little bio and everything and if and it also can help you to beat the game better because like it tells you what their weaknesses are like this one if you like you know use the meson collider on them it's going to be better than if you just go after them with the proton stream or whatever kind of thing which is horseshit because the proton stream should take everything down but like <laughs> either way i don't know i would i love that meson collider like for some of the enemies that were just fucking like run around like move real quick yes so you just you can tag them it's basically and then you just have like basically a homing like yeah. dart or whatever yeah I always find it funny because there's the one that's like, it acts like a shotgun. And I was just like, this is the most annoying fucking thing ever. (laughs) Can I just use the proton stream? Because it's a straight line that you can sweep across. Like, I've never understood like games where aiming solutions become like, have a big spread versus like a a constant stream that you can like swing around. That's the best way to aim everything, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So like, why, like the proton stream works like that kind of. It's chaotic, but it still works like that kind of. So like, just let me do that. Yeah. It's like firing a phaser when they're like, if you take away the beam function and it's just like bolts, I'm like, that's got to be less efficient. I mean, it's probably more efficient energy wise, but in terms of aiming, it's got to be easier to aim the steady beam than like bolts, right? I guess. I don't know. Whatever. You'll notice that like nobody ever like, I don't think I've ever seen somebody like point a phaser and then start like spraying it because like effects wise, that's just. Yeah, effects wise, it doesn't work. So it's just like point and shoot stream go straight and then i move over here and then i point and shoot <laughs> which is really funny because you think they'd be able to do that now on lower decks and i still haven't seen anybody use a phaser in like a kind of yeah. weird way so <laughs> maybe i have i should go back and rewatch those episodes you should watch yeah. that show it's fun i'll get to it at some point did you have like a favorite boss or favorite ghost that you got to fight in this um it was real fun trapping confederate soldiers that was fun. <laughs> yeah those actually i think those might have been were those Confederate? Were they were Union? They were both. It was yeah. both. Yeah. So I was just just wiping them all out. It doesn't really matter. Actually, getting to like fight Stay Puft is really cool, and yeah, like that was interacting with Stay Puft was really neat. The Gray Lady stuff, but not so much like the actual fight with her. Just like the going around and following her and the stacks, yeah, following like, her through the stacks and like with the PKE meter and everything's moving around around you. It felt like the opening scene of Ghostbusters yeah. would have been in real life, right? Like where like shit's shifting around you and stuff. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Like, yeah. give me fucking like games of this. You know what I mean? Like I would have played that a lot, but yeah. you know, one game. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a sequence I really liked. I'm trying to think there's a boss fight in particular that like really got me. Cause I'm also trying to like think back 10 years or, yeah, like 11 years to when I played this originally and like what really fucking blew my mind aside from just like Bill Murray being next to me while I killed ghosts and shit. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the biggest one was definitely stay puffed. Like that was yeah. really fun. Like, you know, getting to, you know, this fucking like Kaiju marshmallow man, like fucking marketing character kind of thing. And like, he's basically tearing down a building that you're in and like trying to get into it. And you're like, at his eye level, like just shooting at just his head. And then at one point you end up like hanging down off the side of the building yeah. and you have to like take him on, on your own. Yeah. While he's like throwing little marshmallow minions and shit at you. Yeah. No, that whole sequence is like, just, it's so much fun to play through. Yeah. Getting to take down, uh, stay puff both times. Did you do it? Cause you, do you fight him twice? No, uh, uh, he's in the street and then you fight him at the, at the end. Never mind. I'm yeah. It's all, it's all the same level, but, but yeah, you get to, yeah, there's like, it's like a multi-stage fight or whatever. Right. Yeah. The stay puff fight is one of the, like the most fun set pieces in the game for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I was thinking I, I had one in my head. Oh, like at the, when you're at the museum later and they, it's probably annoying 
the first time you play it. And it's actually kind of annoying every time you play it. But the possessor ghosts, mm-hmm. I just like the loop of like having to soak them with the, the slime, the slime and, to then, get them out. Yeah. and then like that was cool to me. It's done atrociously annoyingly in the game, <laughs> but like it's an interesting like switch to the loop that you yeah. have to do, which I thought was kind of cool um, until it like the ghosts keep going back into the same fucking people over and over again <laughs> or taking over your teammates. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> my God, this is so annoying. I did love that the, the running gag of like Ray just constantly fucking getting possessed. Yeah. Well, there's like there's actually like there's a whole cut plot to Ghostbusters 2 that involves him being possessed by Vigo that they don't. Oh, it's okay. in the novelization stuff. We Like I said, we got to do these movies for Halloween this year because like now I want to talk about them. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, there's a plot about him being possessed in Ghostbusters 2 and it's a callback to that also mm. on top of everything else where he he's the one who's always easily he's the easily easy to manipulate one. He's the one who falls for the Jedi mind trick. Or right? yeah. poor guy, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> he's the weak willed and yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. So <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think part of it, too, is just because he's so enthralled by all this stuff. And I mean, that's like Dan Aykroyd seeping through into the race dance character and that, you know, he is the most open, you know, mentally and psychologically to like being merged with a ghost. Like the other guys are like, no, fuck, stay away from me kind of thing. You know, whereas I don't know, Egon, like, I, Egon seems morbidly curious about yeah. everything. You know what I mean? So like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 on board because I'm like I'm right there. I'm like, oh, can I touch the ghosts? Like, let's let's fiddle with the ghosts. You know what I mean? Like, there, that's what we're here for. And there's a part where uh, Egon starts uh, like idolizing like Shandor a little bit, like talking him up, being like, yeah. man, this this technology is really impressive. And and uh, yeah. I think, everybody's like, stay on the stay on the good yeah. side. Exactly. You know? I think Win- Winston's like, yeah, don't go to the dark side there, Egon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's just it. Like those those little character bits and and banter back and forth and stuff like that are really what makes you feel like you're in a fucking Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, there's a funny line that Harold Ramis like they that's a back and forth between Harold Ramis and Ernie Hudson where they're talking about him having been a coroner at one point or something like yeah. that. And he's like, oh yeah, I used to do that. And they're like, now what? You just hop, do it as a hobby? He's like, yeah, basically. And everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I mean, all that just goes to show ultimately this game feels like a labor of love for all involved. Yeah. And I did watch like the little making of documentary that comes along with it. And that's what it sounds like. Like the people that were making it like, you know, not the producers or whatever, but the actual like game designers, yeah, the dev team, like, yeah. real fans that, that, you know, had been like wanting to make this Ghostbusters game in particular for years. And we're just waiting basically for the chance and the technology to do it kind of thing. Yeah. And, and it's to the point where like, yes, there are times where it's not executed perfectly, but you can still feel the passion for the subject matter and for, you know, for this franchise for sure. Yeah. This is very much like, this actually came out around the same time as the Batman. The first Arkham game came out. It was like they were making simulator games of things Mark wants to Before be. Mark. <laughs> yeah. So like I got, I think, I got, like was it 2007 was Arkham Asylum? I, now I'm trying to, Arkham Asylum was a 2009 action adventure game. Yeah. So absolutely. Those two games came out the same year. So like, yeah, I got a Batman simulator and I got a Ghostbuster simulator all in the same year. I was a happy cat in 2009, apparently. So I just get to... <laughs> Go do the jobs that I can't do in real life. The Batman simulator and the video and the, game, yeah, and the Ghostbuster simulator in the same year. If somebody would just figure out how to make a Star Trek game that doesn't suck, I would be super happy with that. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. All right. Is there anything else? Any any more praises you want to sing of this game before I, I gripe a bit at least? Nope. 
go ahead. <laughs> I mean, like I could sit here and talk about this game all night. I love this game. It's like, yeah, it's just great. It's a great little like time capsule, 2009 Gears of War style gameplay, I guess. So, <laughs> and one of the things is like you know, 2009. Yes, was not the you know we can definitely do better photo real kind of animation in video games now than we can then i like i get that they wanted to like you know try and make the character models look as close to the actors as they could kind of thing but it doesn't work for me really no um this is still like at best like a really good comic book version of the characters to me yeah Yeah. like it's it's like it works they look close enough that i'm like i can kind of whatever like blur my eyes and it looks fine but yeah yeah the animation yeah every facial animation especially in 2009 was janky as all they've get got it, so. the like weird eye stuff and the weird teeth stuff and mouth mm-hmm. stuff that like every fucking like you know photo reel kind of animated you know video game character had at that point yeah so and like that's what i was actually kind of like when they said they were going to do like a remaster i was like ooh, like are we rebuilding those character models because like that would be sick if you got like a, a nice like somebody did a really good job and like 4k rebuilt those motherfuckers for like current gen like yeah. you know as we're going into ps5 and like you know having yeah, a, like a, a load off of like a stuff. last of us or death stranding kind yes. of like quality of character models kind of thing absolutely my feeling is with this game in 2009 i think it probably would have been better to go for like a more cart like still 3d animated but like a more cartoonish 3d animated version of these characters like kind of take like the real ghostbusters like the first couple like season or so versions maybe it's kind of what the wii version is it's basically like a cartoony version of all the characters which like when you go back and look at it, it it's great. Like this blew my mind in 2009 though. Like I yeah, was like, these yeah. fucking look like really good for what video games have been capable of up until this point. And like, and I probably just have roast colored glasses on <laughs> when it comes to like looking back at it. Cause I was like, Oh, this little looks okay. Like it doesn't, I mean, it's not obviously as good as something like last of us, this gen or like ghost of Tsushima a couple weeks ago or yeah. like the resident evil games. The last couple like, releases have just looked fucking amazing in terms of the character models and stuff yeah. the control all this stuff has like amazing character work now would i like to see these get redone that way yes absolutely <laughs> yeah and like the boys the ghostbusters team generally they were were okay the fucking and like model of janine was god awful yeah i was really disappointed in uh i have a big crush on any pots too so like that was a bummer for me yeah i really like especially janine. like they sort of brought her back to the original Ghostbusters, but it wasn't even that version. Like, give me the fucking, like, crazy kind of punky nerd version from Ghostbusters 2 of Janine. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. that's what we should have at this point, right? Because yeah, this absolutely. is, like, a couple years after Ghostbusters. Hell, man, she should almost be, like, grunge, like, 1991, if she's, like, super yeah. trendy. You know what I mean? She should be, like, kitted out in, like, flannel and shit by 1991. Yeah. So. I don't know. I don't know if that had hit New York, really, by that point. I know it's hard to say. I mean, no, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving 1991 would have been around when like Teen Spirit came out. I think like shit would have been popping oh, off. I think. Okay. Either way, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's the next year. But either way, <laughs> in hindsight, I probably I, I don't uh, I did make it through the experience level, but there were a couple places where I was just like real close to rage quitting. I know exactly where you're gonna <laughs> fucking yeah. I know exactly the spots. <laughs> the Stone Angels is one for sure. Yep. yep. 
And like, this is a notorious spot in this game. Like, that's actually like the the rage quit spot in this game. Like, it's notorious for those fucking like, angels. They're fucking one hit kills. Yeah, yeah, they're really annoying. And like, trust me, I played through this game. Like and there's like, times, there's like and eighteen of them coming at you from every angle. Like, there's no way yeah. to track them all. And, and the real easy answer is to just literally run across in front of the gate back and forth. And, and they just fucking, let them run directly. They run into, the into it by themselves, yeah, because they're dumb. Like the, the you can trick the AI basically. It's mm-hmm. it's it. We're, we're you're at that point with that fight basically because it, yeah, it's fucking obnoxious. I finally was able to actually like slime tether all of them to to get it to, yeah. to do it the proper way, but it like it took me fucking forever. Yeah, there, there's another one like it's actually in the Stay Puft level where like they come out of the skylight in the architecture office where I. Every time I play the game, I get fucking wiped out the first time that happens. Because for some yeah. reason, they, they just swarm you and like Ray goes down immediately. And you're I like, oh, I got to get him up. And then as soon as you do that, you're like, oh, shit, there's 500 <laughs> of these little assholes. So, <laughs> yeah. But then like there was one of the boss fights as well that took me forever to sort of get the gist of it was the uh, the Azit lore, the library boss. Yep. Yeah. Um, God damn you. You hit, you hit all the hard like you hit all of the. That, like that's what people about Fuck. this game have bitched about the entire time this game has been around because like that one is like you're basically punished for trying to fucking like help your teammates like the only yeah. way to fucking beat it is just to let fucking ray and egon eat it and then yeah. and then you just ignore them and just take down the fucking boss on your own you'd be surprised how much easier the game gets when you just accept that as your fate basically <laughs> is that you have to ignore the guys especially in the hard difficulty because like holy shit and like the the animation while like nice and fluid and stuff like that has that like oh you press the button and they do a thing for like a couple seconds Mm -hmm. and you can't interrupt or cancel out of that basically at which point you're just like a sitting duck you're helping your buddy up but yeah you're a sitting duck so yeah yeah 2009 gameplay buddy (laughs) welcome to gears of war but then like the weird thing is, is like those are the two hardest parts of the game and then like the fucking final boss fight like shandor both yeah, super forms easy. of Shandor are like are pretty fucking easy by comparison. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly I think that like that the one boss is probably just like bad programming, like the damage ratio is out of whack or something like that, and they yeah. never fixed it. Or even like the hitbox, where like you can't get like within like ten feet of them or something like that without yeah. taking just like a disabling amount of damage. Which is a lot of fun when you have to use the fucking slime blower to hit his mask, which <laughs> fires in an arc. Which is just yeah, I that fight. I was so glad I had bought the like slime thrower like upgrade, the volume mm. upgrade on that, so you could take it take it down yeah. in like five seconds or something like yeah. that. Take the mask or get the black slime off the mask. Yeah, that's the uh, the real reason to go find all the collectibles in the game is that you get money for each collectible, which yeah. helps get those upgrades faster. Which is yeah, it's one of those problems with replaying the game is that, like you have to restart from like scratch with none of your toys and stuff, and it's yeah. a little. Yeah, it's a little janky at first. So one thing I do wish the game had with respect to that is like a a meter or something. Like I'd like to be able to know how many of the collectibles there are because I have oh, no yeah. idea if I got them all or not. Like there's yeah. no percentage completion on this game or anything like that on no. on the PC version at least. Yeah, no, unless it's got a because like most of them, I think like on Xbox it has trackers for like achievements and stuff, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of them. And you can kind of do it based on percentage but like yeah it's you just use the list on game facts basically to get yeah. like welcome to 2009 this is just how things happen <laughs> yeah. especially like double a ish productions so but now like in games that i've played more recently like there are there's some mechanism to yep. tell you like is there anything that you've missed on this level so that you know to go find it before you fucking finish the level kind of thing yeah 
Whereas, you know, there's, there's a, whether it's a percentage or whether it tells you like, there's three of these on this level, you've only found two. So go find another, like the chests in Breath of the Wild, for instance. Yes. Like, you know, if there's any chest left in the room or not a triple A game experience is what you're having yeah. here. Basically is <laughs> yeah. just, they put the collectibles in, you go find them. Yeah. You don't get any fucking help in that matter whatsoever. <laughs> Cause fuck you. Basically we got your $60. Yeah. I did find the controls a little bit janky at first. I don't play a lot of most of the shooters I played are, are FPSs, not like over the shoulder. Like you have something like Zelda or whatever, but like that's more adventure than it is a, a shootery kind of game. Yeah. And then when you do have something to shoot, it normally puts you into like a FPS view or something like that. So it, I would have preferred just kind of a, a heads up display kind of thing. Like I can understand why they did because the pack itself has like gauges and stuff all your hut on it yeah yeah that because i wasn't used to it i honest i got a little bit motion sick the first night that i played it so like when i when i went back to it the second night i was i was fine but um so that that just first night was a little rough uh and i very rarely get any like motion sickness or anything like that uh when i'm gaming so (sighs) see for me i have to be like dead center of the screen uh, on a, for a first person game otherwise i will get motion sick well that was the weird thing here was because he's kind of off center right yeah like it's not third person shooter where you're looking right behind yeah. him it's he's over like shoulder off to one yeah off to one side yeah off to the left a little which I was was fucking with me a bit yeah i don't know i mean this is kind of like the go-to third person camera angle now so like by the time this game came out the over the shoulder like this camera angle was so just like commonplace in video games and had been since like probably resident evil like four kind of thing going on yeah yeah it it had just been around forever so like by the time gears came out like i'd already played gears of war probably one and two by the time this game came out so like this play style is just like i mean for me it's every day i guess kind of thing so like this is kind of standard stuff now and the last thing for me because this was the first time i was playing through this game and i'm sure you have it all memorized at this point but like there were a couple areas where i found myself just kind of like aimlessly wandering around for a while um the one that jumps to mind is the captain sargassi the fisherman dude yes even uh no like even in replays i'll uh i'll get a little lost in the the labyrinth that is the corridors of the sedgwick hotel like every time they like kind of let you loose up there i'm always like if i'm not following an npc like following one of the boys or whatever it's like ah fuck where am i going kind of thing so yeah like wayfinding is a little tricky but like the levels are small enough that i don't worry about it now that i played it infinite amount of times it's not (laughs) as bad but yeah like there's a couple spots that in the library both where i'll be like wait am i backtracking am i going the right way like i feel like i'm seeing the same shit again but it's just like there's just a lot of repetition and like textures and shit so yeah exactly and so like there are a couple times it was just i was like just getting kind of sick of that i was like fucking getting a little bored with it but Mm -hmm. those are you know all relatively relatively minor i would say but yeah do you have any other anything else that bothers you about this game i never got a sequel which is really annoying to me <laughs> there's not enough of it yeah it's basically comes down to that like i wish it, I, I would love to have gotten when this remaster came out specifically like a little bit more of a rebuild in terms of like getting the character models up to like 2020 ish standards or 2019 standards whenever it came out maybe like an extra extra level or something yeah maybe like an extra level or like a bonus campaign or something like that or like i don't know i just want more of it basically is my biggest gripe with this game <sighs> 
what else? It'd be like Vigo. Vigo gets out of the painting and you've got to get Yeah, sure. Like do a little side mission. You got to go fight Vigo again or something like that. Like maybe have finally have Sigourney Weaver come in and do a little Dana side story or something <laughs> like that. Cause like, yeah, Terror Dog. That was one of the things I was yes. missing in this game. Terror Dogs. Because those yeah. are so iconic to the original. And you're still like in a Gozerian story. So, like, I didn't even think about that till now. But, like, yeah, how did they not fucking have Terror Dogs in this game? I was baffled by that when I first played it, actually. I was like, why would you not touch on that? Is it, is it that specific to just Gozer? Like, and like now that they're kind of fighting, you can't use a Terror Dog or whatever the fuck it is. Those are probably but, like the, the most like striking visual from th- that initial game that first movie yeah that model still scares me like i can't have like a fucking maquette of that thing because it freaks me out like if i see it in the dark i'm like oh those things are off-putting to look at but like <laughs> yeah no I, I wish there had been like so that's the kind of stuff that i'm like yeah like do dana and do a terror dog thing because like that was lacking and people would have loved to see more of it and all this other stuff and this game is could have used a little bit more meat on the bones it's pretty threadbare for a full story yeah yeah in terms of gameplay and stuff like that for like a, a full price, like $60 game. But you know, 2009, I guess it's mostly to pay the voice cast at that yeah, point. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I guess what we got is about as much as we're going to get. Yeah. Yeah. I just wish it had been like, if it had been a little bit more polished and then like, as they re-released it, cleaned it up a lot more than what they did would probably be a lot happier with it overall. But I mean, like in terms of it being, a video game that I can replay over and over again. That is technically a third Ghostbusters movie. It's yeah, I'm on board. So then what is your rating out of 10 and your final thoughts for Ghostbusters, the video game? If I was going to rate this in 2020 and I was rating the remaster, I would give it a seven out of 10. If I go back to 2009 and it's like when I fucking played this initially, this game has been at like 9.5 out of 10, probably a nine out of 10 since it came out originally. So like okay. that's my rose colored review of it is nine, but like my realistic, like it's 2019 is kind of janky. Now it's probably more like a seven out of 10, but if you're a Ghostbusters fan, you're going to overlook a lot of the technical failings of this game, probably, especially if you've never played it before, just for the sheer joy of a new Ghostbusters story with those voices telling it to you. And like everything feels like Ghostbusters, like those first two movies do like they they've just never been able to recapture that anywhere else. I'm fucking crossing my fingers for that movie next year or <laughs> in 2028 or whenever the fuck yeah, it comes whenever. out. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. So I'll come in like somewhere in between. Like for me, I'm willing to overlook more of like the sort of amateurish animation and stuff like that, because I don't play as many like triple A games these days kind of thing to compare it to. We're going to have to change that. I think, you know, we got to get you <laughs> eventually one, playing some once, more stuff. Yeah. Once, once fucking uh, COVID's over, I'll come down and play citizen Spider-Man with you. Yeah. <laughs> Pedestrian Spider-Man. Hopefully I'll have my PS five. We can do it at 60 Hertz and like full 4k. <laughs> it'll look fucking dope. We get you yeah. play with Miles Morales, Spider-Man or something. Cause that comes go. out when that, when that launches in November, I'd give this like an eight out of 10 does exactly what's on the fucking label in terms of yeah. being a Ghostbusters simulator. You know, I d- can't imagine that we'll ever get anything that's much better than this in terms of making you feel like you're there with the boys, like slinging proton yeah. beams kind of thing. Yeah, especially now that like we can't do that anymore. We yeah. miss you, Harold Ramis. Rest in peace. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed my time with it. It was also nice for me because. Lately, you know, the last however many years I've been playing like these big epic games like the fucking Breath of the Wild, like Lord of the Rings Online, which is just an endless like online RPG, even like the handheld fucking Zelda games are still like 
you know, multiple hours. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, maybe not 40, but they're like probably 20, 25, 30 hour games. And, and they're fun. I like them. But this was nice to play something that even me playing through it for the first time and like going around and exploring every little fucking corner and trying to get as many of the collectibles as I can, because that's just the kind of gamer that I am. It was still only maybe like 10, maybe 12 hours yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Even going through all that. So. Yeah, that's a, a length of game that I miss, basically. Like, when the games come in at that length, I'm like, this is what I feel like is an acceptable length for a game. In terms of, like, I don't want to spend 40 hours every time I buy a game. It's basically yeah. what I get to. Like, I don't mind a game that's like, hey, here's Control. It's going to take you 20 hours to 100%. You're going to have a fucking blast the entire 20 hours you're in and out of this game. And it's the same as, like, a Resident Evil. Like, the Resident Evil 3, apparently, it takes, like, six hours to play through the first time. And I'm like, I wouldn't have paid 80 bucks for that. But for 40, eight hours of entertainment for me is fucking fine for 40 bucks. Like, that's the kind of video game experience I like, basically, is where you're, like, in and out a little bit faster. I don't mind those, like, Breath of the Wilds, like, once a year having that big 200 hour, like, holy fuck, I'm super invested. Like, this is awesome kind of experience. But, like, by and large, I want, like, a Tony Hawk 1 and 2 where, like, I'm going to spend a couple weeks, have a lot of fun with it when I'm in my spare time and then not have to worry about it as much ghostbusters is very much one of those where it's like yeah man you're in and out like a couple days it's a lot of fun get to fucking have bill murray make fun of you a lot yeah. what more do you want from a fucking video game experience it's awesome yeah yeah exactly i'd much rather have a tight well-made game that has mm-hmm. like a you know a decent story that's contained it doesn't have to be like huge and epic that's well-made rather than like some big fucking sprawling thing that you know, I I just get bored with after like twenty hours or some shit like that. Yep, so. yep. You got to pick and choose your battles in the video game world because, yeah. boy, otherwise that's you're why, like, that's why you will never play The Witcher probably. I, I almost I almost started it the other day because I was like so <laughs> fucking bored, but I was like, you know what? I got other shit I could play. And then Resident Evil went on sale. And I was like, fuck yeah, game I want to play. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah. All right. So with that, we can move on to our final segment of the episode, which is Geek Cred, which is where we just recommend something for you to go check out. So, Mark, what's your Geek Cred for this week? I'm going to recommend like everybody catch up to the boys season two. Uh, the first four episodes yeah. are available now, and it has been pretty good so far. Like, I don't I'm not sure we're quite like at the point where I'm like, it's is that it's as good as season one. But like season one was kind of like a blast of fresh air also. So I'm not sure if we're going to be able to again lightning in the bottle kind of conversation right like Mm -hmm. are we going to be able to hit that high again maybe not but it's still like pretty compelling tv overall i wish they had more now 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 his name is escaping me the lead oh my god why is oh my god i can picture him in my head uh homelander nope or uh hugh nope or billy butcher billy butcher yeah what's the actor's name Carl Urban, thank you. Holy crap. Jesus Christ. You got to leave all that in now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> boy. I am having a stroke. I'm okay. Yeah, I wish there was more Carl Urban. He's kind of in and out a lot, which is a little irritating to me. But, yeah. like, by and large, I like everybody. I like the rest of the cast a lot, except for Huey. So, like, <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm, Homelander's awesome this year. I mean, not, like, awesome isn't like he's a great guy. I really want to be buddies with him. But, like, he's been very compelling to watch this year is what yeah. I'm trying to get at. You know what I mean? Like, he's been, like, it's interesting watching him spiral basically and especially him going off of uh stormfront as well yeah. been watching them fucking butt heads has been real fun so far i'm almost looking forward to season three where because I, I i'm not sure how the story works out I, I have to go back to the comic at this point but like jensen ackles is playing like the original 
in universe superhero who's still around. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if he's going to come in and be like, actually be the good guy. Cause I'm not, I can't remember, but I think it would be really fun to finally have somebody come in and actually be like a real superhero and have no fucking time for like Homeland or all these other self-serving dickheads. Yeah. And it, it would be cool for me to have Jensen Ackles be that guy who stands up to them. It's just like, wait, no, no, I'm going to fuck you up just as badly as you could fuck anybody else up. Yeah. Cause I think somebody finally needs to sit in with some of these characters and like, smack them down a little bit but yeah yeah i'm i'm having fun with this season so far so for me the second part of dc fandom is going on as we speak right now and it's not this time they're not just like streaming everything so that you like have to watch it when it streams they basically like just dropped a whole bunch of like videos and interviews with creators and actors and it's like whereas like the original dc fandom was like mostly on their like big flagship media properties like the batman and the wonder woman 84 and stuff like that this one seems to have a lot more uh comic book stuff and a lot more of like the animated and dc tv stuff uh, as well built into it so i that's what i was doing just before we started recording was i was watching an interview with james tiny in the fourth and jorge menez and dan jurgens and cecil casalucci about the joker war storyline that's going on in the bat family books right now and i miss that i miss getting to like hear from the creators and be like this is what we were trying to do with this story and that kind of thing and like this is how this character came about and like yeah uh hearing jorge jimenez and uh james tiny in the fourth like talk about like how they came up with the clown killer character and how it's like a really manga influenced character and shit like that and now i like i definitely see that influence in the character where it hadn't before and that kind of thing yeah, that's one of those things I miss about cons. Again, like we're back to the same fucking topic that we're talking about <laughs> constantly. It's just that like you, I always go to those panels. I like panels where you get to sit with the creators and like ask them about everything. You know what I mean? Like what, like what were you trying to do here? Like this panel, yeah. like what, I don't know. Tell me about drawing this issue, you know, like that kind of stuff. And most artists and writers are more than happy to sit there and fucking talk to you because they spend a lot of time alone. <laughs> and need people to talk to sometimes uh yeah no so I, I miss that shit um and finding out all the background about like why certain characters are doing certain things and like what the story impetus for it is and like what we were thinking when we were writing it like that's all fascinating to me so i, I miss yeah, that kind and, of shit and like getting the peek behind the curtain as well in terms yes. of like how big stories uh, and events and stuff like that are are, are organized, and organized and planned yeah. and yeah like it was the editor uh, the bat family editor ben abernathy who was uh, moderating this this discussion and stuff as well so he's yeah. obviously got insight that he can provide there too and so yeah it's it's a cool cool to you know see behind the curtain a little bit on how comic books and and then you know the tv shows and animated series and stuff like that are made so Go, I think it's just dcfandom.com. So go go look at it if you're interested in learning more about how DC Comics get made. The sausage of DC Comics. Gross. <laughs> Probably too much of that these days, too. So Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, with that, we can finish off for this week. So thank you very much for listening, everybody. If you liked what you heard, if you've played Ghostbusters the video game in 2009 or in 2019 and want to share your thoughts on it or have anything to say about anything we talked about tonight, you can get at us on Facebook. We are at facebook.com slash podcast. Uh, you can get at us on Twitter at drd underscore podcast. You can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com and if you are not already subscribed to our podcast you can do so at google Podcasts, apple podcast stitcher spotify and most places that podcasts can be acquired and uh, if you like the podcast then feel free to share it with a friend give us a good rating on 
whatever podcasting app it is that you use. And that's the sort of thing that helps us, helps our visibility and helps us get new listeners. So say good night, Mark. Good night. Follow me on Instagram at NT underscore Willette or via print blackrangallery.com and commissions are open. So direct message me for details. Do all those things. And until next time, we're ready to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that they started off the game with that. Yes, the ad. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I forgot about that completely. Yeah. Obviously, since I described the plot and didn't mention it. Good times. Excellent. <laughs> Good job. Shoddy hosting. Sha- I hosted. Sh- shoddy co-hosting. My statement stands. Episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs>